Welcome to the Whole Assistant Podcast. I'm your host, Annie Croner. I'm an assistant who's passionate about our profession, and I'm also a certified coach who's invested in your success. You've come to the right place if you want to know what it looks like to stand in your power and achieve success as an assistant free from overwhelm and burnout. Now, on to today's episode. Hello. So before I get started on talking about the topic of today, I just want to take a minute to share a new free thing that I am offering everyone. It is my work boundaries inventory. And this is after working with several clients and ideating boundaries with several different people throughout my career as a coach over these last couple of years. And I compiled all of the information that I know about boundaries, what they are, what they aren't, and I compiled them into this work boundaries inventory, which I am super excited to share with you. It is a great way to kind of brush up on what boundaries are and are not. There's just a lot of misguided misinformation out there around boundaries that make boundaries super scary for us as assistants. A lot of us think when when we think about boundaries, we think of marching into someone's office and it's just very confrontational in our heads and we blow it out of proportion. It's not actually what setting a boundary is. So um, if you grab my work boundaries inventory, uh, I go into what boundaries are, what they aren't, and then we get to work on kind of taking inventory of your current boundaries, what you've been successful in implementing, the boundaries you would like to reestablish, and then we ideate new boundaries to lead to your long-term success in this role or any other role. You do not have to have had the boundaries previously. Like you can implement boundaries at any time throughout your career at any role. Um, sometimes it is help, help, helpful to set them straight from the get-go at your current position. But if you've not done that, no need to worry, my friends. Get my work boundaries inventory. Email me if you have any questions. I'm super excited to share that with you. So I'm going to link to the work boundaries inventory below uh, in the show notes. And then I'm also going to tell you that you can find it on the front page of my website. Like in the hero section, the top section on my website, it is right there. Go ahead and click on that. And then I'm also going to send you some emails that kind of walk you through misconceptions around boundaries and that sort of thing. So I walk you through the process of filling out this worksheet. I give you some good insight into how to set uh, boundaries for yourself, what boundaries you should be setting for yourself, how to view the boundaries you want to set for yourself. And when I say should be setting, all I mean by that is some ideas for boundaries that you may want to implement as well. Boundaries look different for all of us. So there you go. Um, so please grab that. It is. I'm really excited about it. I spent a lot of time crafting it and putting it together for you guys because I know we all can tend to struggle with boundaries, myself included. So today I'm going to be talking about what people pleasing actually is and how to move past people pleasing. This has just been on my heart for like the last couple of weeks. Um, I had an interaction on LinkedIn where this gal reached out to me and she thanked me for this post that I wrote about people pleasing. If you're not followed, following me or connected with me on LinkedIn, please do that also. But um, And it just made me think about how much we all struggle with this and how we wear people-pleasing as a badge of honor. I think when we hear that word, people-pleasing, it sounds really benign. We like the word people, we like the word pleasing, and honestly, as assistants, 
that is our job is to make everybody else happy, right? Not exactly, but that's kind of our role is to make sure everybody else is taken care of. So where do you know that line is between doing your job and doing it effectively and people pleasing? It's kind of a hard line to draw. So what is people pleasing exactly? So I define people pleasing as making others happy to your own detriment. So this looks like violating previously established boundaries with yourself. For example, um, perhaps you've decided that you aren't going to check email after hours and you've made it known to your executive that you don't intend to check email after hours. You set that boundary with yourself. You set that boundary with your executive and then you check your work email after hours. And what's worse is that you respond to work email after hours. So that trains your executive that in fact, your boundary is not your boundary. We're doing that typically to your detriment, right? Like that is that is a boundary that you violated to make someone else happy to your detriment. So, um, and this, I'm just going to warn you guys, this episode may be a little bit spicy, but it's only because I love you so much. And it's only because I'm passionate about helping you move past people pleasing because it is so detrimental, even though so many of us wear people pleasing as a badge of honor. People pleasing also looks like breaking agreements and promises with yourself, right? So like you swear you're never going to do this one thing and then you're, and then you're asked to do that one thing and you give in. So maybe you swear that you're going to make your kids basketball game and then you go to leave and your executive asks you to do a couple other things for him. And so you do those couple of other things and you've broken an agreement with yourself and now you're either late or you miss your kid's basketball game, right? So those are kind of a couple of examples of making others happy to your own detriment. And it is also tying your identity or self-worth to what someone else thinks about you. So this is kind of the cornerstone of people-pleasing and how I'm going to go into how you know. I'm going to give you a litmus test in just a minute for how you know whether or not you're people-pleasing. But whenever we tie our identity or self-worth to someone else and what they think about us, it's actually giving away our power. So instead of adding value from a place of enoughness and looking inward, you look outward for it. You want your executive to say thank you. You want him to acknowledge you in some way. You're looking for outside external validation to solve an internal problem, an internal need and desire. And whenever we look outside of ourselves, it's really not good because it's never enough. Even when you get that accolade, even when you get that girl, even when you get the thing that you were after, the thank you or whatever, it's still not enough because it's external. Instead of standing in our enoughness, we tie our identity or self-worth to what someone else is thinking about you. So we end up spending most of our time going around looking for all this validation instead of just deciding that our value add is enough and we are enough, right? And we tell ourselves often that it's just easier to do the thing. Like it's just easier. Oh, it's just easier to violate this boundary and do the thing. It's easier to look outside of myself than it is to deal with this internal struggle I've got going on or deal with the inside me, the inner person. And it's actually not easier in the long run, right? And I'm going to go into why we people please in just a minute. But just so you know, that's what people pleasing is. Making others happy at your own detriment, at, at your own expense. So violating previously established boundaries, tying your identity or self-worth to what someone else thinks about you, 
Um, so that's how I define people pleasing for the sake of this episode and for the sake of our community of assistance. So here's kind of a litmus test to be able to tell whether or not you have crossed over into people pleasing territory. So there's a difference between inserting ourselves in someone else's brain and looking at things from their vantage point. Oh no, sorry, inserting yourself in someone else's shoes and looking at things from their vantage point as opposed to looking inside their brain and trying to figure out what they're doing and trying to control them so that they tell you the ad so that you get the adder girl or the pat on the back or the thank you, right? Like when we when we cross over to the dark side, like the line is really it's kind of thin actually. Like when we're trying to view things from someone's perspective, we're trying to add value. That's very different from trying to get in someone's brain and trying to make sure that they are paying attention to us, make sure that that they are happy with us, as a way to kind of validate something inside of us. So what, how this plays out is that you can tend to feel entitled to thank you and praise. So if you feel entitled to thank yous and praise and you aren't getting those and that's a problem for you, that's a that's a sign that you may be walking that people-pleasing line or you may be fully in people-pleasing territory. Another kind of test to be able to know whether or not you are people-pleasing is if you feel resentful when you aren't acknowledged the way you think you should be. I'm going to repeat that. Another way to tell if you're in people-pleasing territory is if you feel resentful when you aren't acknowledged the way you think you should be, right? You're spinning out on like, why didn't he tell me thank you? I just saved his butt. I just did A, B, and C, and he's so ungrateful. And we just have like this resentment rash. Now, (laughs) I will say that like this is different from doing something that you don't want to do from a place of love or from a place of empowerment or because it's part of your job, right? Like I wasn't a huge fan of doing expense reports. I did it because it was part of my role and I knew that. Um, I also have a three-year-old son. And sometimes in the evenings, most of the time in the evenings, he'll be like, mommy, can you please play with me? It's not my favorite thing to do, but I do it. I don't, I do that from a place of love for my son. And because I want to create memories with him, even though like sitting down on the floor and playing with my three-year-old son, not my most favorite thing to do in the evenings when I'm tired and exhausted and spent from working all day. But here's the deal. I don't tie myself worth to my three-year-old son. And I don't expect him to say, thank you, thank you, mommy, and to dote me with praise. I'm not looking outside of myself for my self-worth when I do something I don't want to do for my three-year-old son or the part of my job that isn't the most fun, Right? So that's the difference. That's the difference between like people pleasing and not like knowing whether or not you're people pleasing and then doing something that you don't particularly care to do that is part of your role from a clean place of like, okay, yes, this isn't my my most favorite thing. I'm not expecting any accolades from this. I'm not expecting anything. This is just part of the job. It just comes with a gig. Okay, so let's talk about why most of us people please. So I think, first of all, it starts out as wanting to do a good job. And we get we get so invested in doing a good job. And then the dopamine hit whenever we do a good job and we receive that praise, a lot of a lot of us get addicted to that dopamine hit. And a lot of us are chasing that hit for the next time. That at a girl, that good job, that thank you, that acknowledgement. Right? 
So I think sometimes we we aren't even aware that we're crossing over into people-pleasing territory just because somebody happens to tell us good job and the dopamine hit is so awesome. What ends up happening is we end up chasing that without even realizing that we're doing that, right? Without even realizing it. Another reason why we can tend to people-please is from a place of insecurity. We don't rest in our self-worth or enoughness. And so we're looking for others' validations in order to prove to ourselves that we are worthy in some way or prove to others that we are worthy in some way or prove our enoughness. And and we forget that we're offering value because we've got something to give, not something to prove. I'm going to say that again. (laughs) A lot of us cross over into people-pleasing because we forget we are offering value because we've got something to give, not something to prove. What ends up happening is we try and prove ourselves over and over and over and over and over. And then when people don't respond in the way that we think they should, then we feel resentful. And another reason why this happens is kind of as a response to feeling threatened in some way. So maybe you don't feel safe with your executive or maybe your executive flies off the handle a lot. And so that, you know, that whole like trauma response of fight, flight, freeze. Well, there's a fourth one and it's called fawn. And fawning is when we try and make other people happy with us so they don't get pissed off at us, right? So that is another reason I just wanted to acknowledge, maybe very real for some of us. I know I have not always been in the best work situations and I felt like I've walked on eggshells around certain people so that they won't lose their mind at me or they won't yell at me or whatever. That is another reason why we can tend to people please. Um, And I will say that if you're in an unsafe situation, like I've actually heard stories about executives throwing staplers at their EA's heads or whatever, like throwing things at the office and yelling at them, like you can just set a boundary. Like if 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 I'm treated in that way, I just do an about face and leave. Like I don't stay in that situation. Um, but a lot of us feel the need to like make sure that everybody's taken care of so that they don't yell at us, all of that. What I want to be focused mainly on today are the first two. We want to do a good job when we get invested in dopamine hit <laughs> and the insecure piece of us that looks outside of ourselves for our self-worth. And here's kind of why people-pleasing is harmful. The first reason why it's harmful is because we can tend to feel really resentful, like I mentioned before. My coach calls this a resentment rash. We can just feel resentful and frustrated and are, it's not fulfilling. It's, it, it leads to an unfulfilling work situation and environment whenever we are steeped in resentment. And it's also harmful because you spend all of your time chasing something, something you ultimately can't control. So instead of actually adding value at the highest level, instead of actually thinking strategically, we're spending all of our time trying to make this one person happy well we're trying to get in his brain and trying to like control what he thinks about us and trying to people please him and trying to show up in a way that he'll acknowledge us and so that we feel seen and known and understood and all the things but you can't actually control whether or not your executive or anybody else acknowledges you you just can't so even if you get what you're looking for here's the third reason why it's harmful even if you get what you're looking for it may never be enough Because then you're going to be looking for the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. Kind of like, it's kind of associated with that dopamine hit, right? I kind of like to view it as we go and we buy a new sweater. And we love the sweater. The sweater is amazing because it's a little bit of dopamine hit that comes with it. 
But then after a week or two, the sweater is just a part of my wardrobe. So then what do I do? I go and buy a new sweater, or a new piece of clothing because it's so much fun. You know, like it's fun to have that validation come in. And let, I'm not going to say that it's not nice. I'm not going to sit here and lie to you and say that it's not nice when we get acknowledged. But I like to view acknowledgement as like the cherry on top, not the main course. So whenever my executive would acknowledge my hard work or would say thank you for what I, for a job well done or say thank you for all the hard work I have I have done for him, that was awesome. But I never sought it out. It was never a goal of mine to get a thank you or an acknowledgement or an add a girl. It was always just the cherry on top. It was always really nice to receive as a surprise and as like a blessing but it was never anything that I strove for. So I'm just going to kind of review because we've covered a lot of ground in this episode so far. So what is people pleasing? People pleasing is making others happy to your own detriment. So it's violating established boundaries, breaking agreements and promises to yourself. It is also tying your identity or self-worth to what someone else thinks about you. Uh, The litmus test for people-pleasing, whether or not you know you're people-pleasing, is if you feel entitled to thank yous and praise and acknowledgement, and you feel resentful when you aren't acknowledged in the way that you think you should be. Now, there again, I'm going to give the caveat. This is different from doing something you don't want to do from a place of just acknowledgement that this is part of your role or from a place of love, as I spoke about with my three-year-old son. Why we people-please? We want to do a good job and we get too invested in the dopamine hit that comes. Or there's some kind of insecurity. We don't rest in our self-worth and enoughness. And we forget that we are offering value because we've got something to give, not something to prove. And then sometimes people-pleasing happens as a response to feeling threatened. And I'm not going to downplay this or say that it's wrong. It's like you're just surviving your job and you just need to get through by people pleasing and make fawning and making sure that your executive is taken care of. That's one thing. But I will say in those situations, you always have a choice. You always have a choice. You always have a choice of what environment you stay in and what environment you leave always. Um, and why people pleasing is harmful. It can cause you to feel resentful. You can spend all your time chasing something that you ultimately can't control. And it's kind of a distraction from actually adding value at the highest level. And even if you get what you're looking for, it will never be enough. You'll always be chasing more of it. So how to stop people-pleasing? I've got several tips for you. My first way to stop people-pleasing is to honor your boundaries. Honor your boundaries. So if you've got a boundary around, you know, I gave the example of checking email after hours earlier. If you've got that boundary set in place, honor it. Don't violate your own boundaries. And if you need help figuring out what boundaries you'd like to set, please check out the work boundaries inventory. It's on the homepage of my website, wholeassistant.com. You can get your own copy of the work boundaries inventory. This is a great free resource that I've created for you. So please, please honor your boundaries. That's a great way to stop people pleasing. (laughs) And look inward for your worth. Look inward for your worth. And this also comes like with the next um, kind of strategy for moving past people pleasing, which is separate the fact that you are innately valuable as a human because you take up space and draw breath from the value you bring to the table in your organization. Say that one again. 
Don't confuse your value as a human with the value you bring to the table. This is very, very important. We often think that we are only valuable if we are adding value to our executive and organization. But when you separate the two, magic happens because you realize that as a human, you are valuable and there's nothing, there's nothing you can do. There's nobody who can take that value away from you, that worthiness away from you. And then from that place, you can add value. Instead of being here over here, trying to add value, add value, add value to your executive organization as a way to prove that you're valuable. Worthiness just is. It can't be robbed from you. It can't be taken away. And this will be hugely helpful in stopping people pleasing because then we aren't tying our value to what other people think about us. From there, we can go, okay, is this job, is this role an actual want match? Do I want to perform the role the way my executive wants it performed? Does he want this performed in a way that I feel good about doing it? And if it if it's a match, great. If it's not, then you can kind of detach the emotion from making that decision for yourself and actually go back to the episode a couple weeks ago where I talked about want matches. It's really, really good. If you're curious to hear more about want matches. And then the next strategy is to know the difference between inserting yourself in other people's shoes versus their brains. So looking at things from your exec's perspective is very different from trying to control what he thinks about you, which is ultimately what people-pleasing is, and I think we fail to recognize that. When we people-please, we're literally trying to control what that person thinks about us. We're trying to control the uncontrollable. Actually viewing things from your executive's vantage point, what will he need next, thinking strategically, those sort of things, very, very different from trying to insert yourself into your executive's brain and wondering whether or not he's happy with your performance and wondering whether or not you're doing a good enough job. And oh my gosh, I didn't get a thank you this time. And he never he never gave me instruction with this. Maybe I'm on my way out. All those kind of things, all that drama, right? There's a difference between inserting yourself in other people's shoes versus trying to control what they're thinking about you. And last but not least, realize it's not your job to make everyone happy all of the time, even your executive. And I know a lot of your brains just are like, "Uh uh-uh, I know they fought back when I said even your executive, but it's really not your job to make everyone happy all the time, even your executive. So in the same way your happiness is yours to own, His happiness is his to own. Some people are just going to be miserable because they want to be miserable or because they have trained their brain to go to the negative and that's just who they are. So allowing others to experience the bad along with the good allows them to get to experience the fullness of the human experience. It's all 50-50 friends, right? I'm constantly saying this. If you're new to the podcast, you'll hear me say this a lot. Life is 50-50. Everything is 50-50. It's 50% awesome and 50% challenging. So trying to keep your executive from experiencing the 50% negative or the 50% challenging, first of all, it's impossible. Second of all, it can lead you right back to people-pleasing because we're constantly worried about what he's thinking and what's going on inside of his brain. Instead of standing in our power and offering the highest level value possible and showing up for ourselves and our roles strategically and on point and like we're showing up for the work and serving the work, we end up like serving this this person and trying to people-please this person, right? 
And I'm not saying that we should be lazy and, and throw up our hands and not do any hard, any hard or good work. That's not, I'm actually saying the opposite. I'm saying that you will perform at a higher level and you will do better work if you stay in your lane and allow your executive to have his thoughts, feelings, and emotions and you stay in your lane with your thoughts, feelings, and emotions. And so often we can tend to ingest what our executive is thinking and feeling, which is good in a sense because it means that we're empathetic, but that can cross over really easily into stressful territory, into people-pleasing territory, and ultimately into burnout if we let it. So in order to offer value at the highest level, we actually have to approach our work from a clean place. And by clean place, I mean a place that is coming from serving the work, from total empowerment, from not trying to people please or make others happy at our own detriment. I think often we think that we have to people please in order to do our jobs and do them effectively. That's not the case. (laughs) We actually will produce better quality work because our brains will be calmer. We're staying in our own heads. We are viewing things from our executive's vantage point, but we aren't trying to manipulate what he thinks about us in order to in order to offer value at the highest level. So I know that this episode was a lot. I know it was jam-packed. I hope you found it helpful. Uh, Again, I just do want to mention that resource of my work boundaries inventory to you guys. Please go to wholeassistant.com on the front page. There's a place so you can go to sign up to get it. I don't think there's anything like it in our industry. I'm really excited to be able to share that with you. Also, when it comes to serving the work, um, in a couple weeks, I sit down with Jeremy Burroughs and we have a, a long discussion. It's going to be a really good episode. And we talk. he talks a lot about serving the work as well. And he uses that phrase, serving the work, which I think I probably adopted from him. <laughs> um, but we talk a lot about that too. So please stay tuned for that episode. That's coming out on April 13th. Anytime I can like riff on any topic with Jeremy, I love it because we we can tend to build on each other and we just cover so much of that episode. So please stay tuned for that as well. And I look forward to seeing you guys next week. Be intentional, be whole. That is all for now. I help assistants apply the concepts I share on this podcast. If you're ready to take your growth deeper and you're curious whether working with me in a coaching capacity is right for you, please email me at annie at to schedule your complimentary discovery call. 